Welcome to Behind the Line, where we pull back the curtain on the challenges facing first responders and frontline workers. The work you do is unique, and so are the stresses that go with it. Join me as we tackle key issues to reduce risks for burnout, and as we work to support you in doing the job you love without sacrificing being the kind of person you want to be. Hey there, and welcome back to Behind the Line. I'm your host, Lindsay Foss. If you're new to Behind the Line, what you should know about me is that I'm a clinical counselor specializing in trauma therapy. And after over a decade working with first responders and frontline workers around issues like burnout, compassion fatigue, PTSD, and related OSIs, I've become a passionate wellness advocate and educator for those who sacrifice so much for our communities out on the front lines. Behind the Line is a place for us to talk about the real-life behind-the-scenes challenges facing you on the front lines. I created this podcast with the hope of bringing easy access to skills for wellness, allowing you to find greater sustainability both on the job and off. Welcome back, everyone. We are in our summer series where we're just hearing stories from various amazing first responders and frontline workers. I'm so grateful to join you again with an amazing guest, and I can hardly wait for you guys to hear it. Let's dive in. Also, you acknowledging um, that what I've just said is you hear it all the time. That actually makes me feel okay. Yeah. Yes. It's normal, right? It, it, I mean, it's, I think, exactly why this podcast exists is because it's way too normal. Um, I think, uh, so this podcast started because of the work that I do and me just being super over hearing the exact same story from different faces and feeling like, why are we not doing better for people who do so much for us? Like you guys give so much to your communities. Why are we not doing better by you guys? And I get sick of like, I think in a day, I had a day a few years ago where I had like a nurse and a firefighter and an RCMP officer and maybe someone else all in my office kind of back to back. And it was like Groundhog Day. Like I was hearing the exact same story, but just through like a slightly different lens. And I walked away from that one and was like, I can't, I can't in good conscience continue to sit here and just be like, God, your work sucks. (laughs) and not try to do something to help a little bit. And so that's why we started the podcast and some other resources was out of this effort of like, I'm sick of sitting here feeling powerless on the back end. We need to do better for you guys because you're killing yourselves for us. Well, I think um, that's why I'm doing what I'm doing, right? Yeah. The same kind of idea. We, we all have our, um, we all have our skill sets and um, how we utilize them for the collective or helping other people. Um, it's dependent on our, our worldview, right? Totally. So I like meeting like-minded people (laughs) that align on the same wavelength and that are good at what they do. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, we can kind of all work together, you know, in different spheres of influence and do our thing to help as much as we can. That's it. Bingo. I love it. I think you and I are going to have a lot of fun. All right. Uh, I'm excited about this. I'm ready. Okay. All right. So welcome, Sachin. I am so excited to have you here with me today. I'm so excited that we were able to make this work. Technology was not our friend kicking off this. And so I'm so excited that we have prevailed over the technology gods that are against us sometimes. Um, I want to open just by kind of inviting you to give a bit of your backstory. Like, tell us about 
what it is that you do with your time, what it is about your work that you kind of got into it for and kind of how you shape to be into the position that you're in now. Absolutely. Um, so I've been working in law enforcement for the last 17 years. Mm-hmm. The last um, four years I've been on the canine unit as a canine handler. And through those years, I mean, I started because I wanted to, I started because I wanted to do work, work, you know, serve, do something yeah. positive, but also, you know, obviously have a stable career and yeah. benefits and things of that nature, right? It, it encompassed everything for me, but the primary was to be able to do something that was service oriented mm. and also utilizing my, my skill sets that I had at yeah. that time. <laughs> sure. So, um, yeah, so I started 17 years ago and then, um, through those years, various different experiences, uh, working on, uh, enforcement teams and, uh, various other sort of specialized teams. I saw lots of different things in the operation rather than mm-hmm. outside of the operation. Um, so what that did for me is it took me on another journey of what I'm kind of doing right now which is um, running various different events to raise awareness and uh, funds for veterans and first responders with PTSD and occupational stress injury. Yeah. I know it's, it's kind of like a weird sort of transition, but that's where I'm going. And that's probably what I'll probably end up doing in the next couple of years full time. Yeah, really. that's cool. I mean, it, I, I recognize that in, in a different space and time, this probably would sound like a leap. And yet for me and our audience, we actually just finished a series uh, we called the Escape Hatch series. And we were talking to different guests about ways they've pivoted out of first response or frontline work into something else, either adjacent and still in frontline work, um, just a different kind of path or something totally different. And one of the people we talked to, uh, she's the owner of a company called Brass and Unity, and they sell jewelry. Do you know her, Kelsey? Yeah, Kelsey Sharon. Uh, I know her very well. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we actually just had her on this show, and we had this whole conversation about how, like, this is a totally different path. It feels so divergent that I'm making pretty things and, you know, on the cover of Elle magazine. But here we are, right? And so I think finding ways to still feel connected to the community and serving, but in a very different way, I think it takes this like level of creativity that I think is fascinating. And I love well, I have talking an to awesome her. story for you if you want to tell hear me. It. Yeah, I do. So um, I'll give you a brief synopsis, to be honest, because yeah, I work in the law enforcement, but really my focus isn't really that anymore. I'll okay. be very honest with you. Yeah. So, um, but I am more than happy to discuss my experiences and how things happen and whatnot. But yeah. um, my m- real passion right now is what, what I'm doing right now. And I'll just give you a quick, quick sort of overview. About three years ago, I, I, uh, I uh, was going through a separation divorce. Mm-hmm. And um, that precipitated a lot of mental health issues for me, <laughs> at yeah. least uh, underlying issues that I always had, but I never really uh, knew I had them. Sure. And um, so that kind of triggered or kicked off a lot of my well, not a lot of my issues, but a lot of the downward spiral. Yeah. I had a lot of behavioral issues that I didn't really recognize. Mm-hmm. And so the uh, when we were going through the pandemic and things of that nature, I, uh, I unplugged for a while and mm-hmm. I, I, I was reflecting on, okay, where am I right now? <laughs> how did yeah. I find myself in this scenario, in this situation? And how did I contribute to it? Yeah. And so I, I slowly hesitantly kicking and screaming 
uh, started reflecting and doing that work. Yeah. And through that work and that process, I started running, right? The yes. help. Yeah. My mental health. Sure. Now, mind you, I hadn't run in 25 years. I um, mm. wasn't a runner. I was a bodybuilder, jujitsu, these types of different sort of activities. Yeah. But uh, necessity is the mother of invention, as they say. And mm-hmm. I um, put on some shoes. I started running. And that led me to Kelsey Sharon at one point. Hilarious. I, I connected with Brass and Unity because I was struggling at the very beginning. And I knew she was, uh, Kelsey was very um, active in the veteran and first responder community. Yeah. And I engaged with her on social media yeah. and she connected with me and um, she offered some support. And mm-hmm. um, through my journey from time to time, I would connect with her and talk to her and, and whatnot. Yeah. And um, she joined me on one of my training runs because I was uh, training okay. to run a hundred kilometers. So I was training to run a hundred kilometers on the 7th of November, 2021. Yeah. But in 2020, I was like starting the process of thinking of how to do that. And, um, I met with her and she joined me on a 50 K run to train. Like, yeah. So we ran from, uh, from where did we run from? Peace Arch crossing that area to the Vancouver airport, about 50 kilometers. Wow. And she joined me and it was just, she and I, and a couple other people were supporting and, you know, she's an awesome person. She, she didn't have to do that. And she saw where I was at that point in my life and I was struggling so she, she, she helped out anyway. So um, it's funny you brought her up because that was immediately I thought of her. And so then I continued training and, and uh, ended up running on the 7th of November from Chilliwack to uh, the Vancouver airport, which okay. is about a hundred, which is a hundred kilometers and yeah. raised $21,000 uh, wow. for um, uh, the BC Yukon command of the Legion. Yeah. And a hundred percent of that or hundred percent of, my goal was to send that money to PTSD support for first mm-hmm. responders, RCMP and veterans. So um, at that time, I didn't really, like, it was just a thing I did. I'm still working and doing whatever. And, but after I, um, after I finished that run and then donated the money and everything that was associated with that it changed my life. Like really, honestly, it's yeah. super phenomenally changed my life it uh, mm. it provided me a significant paradigm shift in perspective and um really uh, I found what I was meant to do yeah. if if if, uh, if that makes sense so like I I I felt pretty lost for a lot of years and mm. um through my 3 years of exploration yeah. and, and and treatment and discovery really um I've learned a lot about myself and what I've learned is that I was probably never meant to go into law enforcement. Mm. Now that's okay. I did. And I'm still there and, and it's an amazing career, amazing people. And, and, but I'm, I'm pivoting now (laughs) really. And my pivot is to to not because I'm, I don't want to help people. Mm -hmm. I can help people. Like I can maximize my skill sets and help way more people right now. Yeah. So if I'm helping people in my career, which I'm currently doing, yeah, yeah, that's great. Maybe one person a day. Totally. But if I can train and run and raise awareness and that money goes to honor house, which is a local charity that helps a ton of people. Yeah. Well, that's probably using my skill sets. I can probably do more with that. Right. So 
that's kind of what I'm doing. Last week, I, I was in Victoria and I, I ran 82 kilometers on Saturday. Mm-hmm. And just from that run alone, just from one occasion, $600 mm-hmm. was donated to Honor House because we're talking about yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So the goal for this year is to raise $30,000 for Honor House. Cool. And Honor House is a local charity that supports veterans, military staff, and all first responders um, yeah. with their occupational stress injuries. And yeah. I've elected that the money that we're raising this year is going to go directly to the ranch and honor ranch in uh, yeah. Ashcroft, BC. So that location is amazing. They'll, mm-hmm. They're building 10 cabins with, um, you know, the cutting edge sort of treatment and therapies and yeah. members can go there with their families free of charge. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, working in my job is great, but what I'm doing now is really what I want to do. And I think is what I'm meant to do. And having said that, the journey that I've been on, I've met amazing people. The first amazing person yeah. was Kelsey Sharon. Yeah. And then from that experience, after I ran that 100K, then a lot of other people started kind of coming. Not, not a lot, but like just it, um, it raised some attention for certain people. Like some people yeah. sort of saw what I did. Yeah. And um, I was in a hot mess still at that point really to be honest sure but mentally I was not yeah. where I'm at today for sure, sure. Not. and then a friend a person I call a friend now mm-hmm. um he engaged with me I just met him like mm-hmm. uh yeah I met him in November face to face and um that was only because I ran that 100k and he's a veteran right. himself he's a mm-hmm. retired veteran uh he's pushing 60 yep uh he's from the Kootenays Okay. And uh, he contacted, well, we just slowly through Instagram connected. Yeah. And, and then, um, so as I was dealing with my own issues, I was feeling really isolated and alone because even my colleagues around me, I couldn't relate to any of them. Mm. And my family, I can't relate to any of them. Yeah. Not because of any negative things. It's I just don't align with them. I don't yeah. think like them. I don't. Sure. My activity is very different than them, right? Totally. So I was just trying to find people that were like me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was on a bit of a journey. Like I was so alone. I, I, I pretty much stopped talking to all my friends like that mm. don't really think like me anymore. Or. Or I don't think like them anymore. Yeah. Whatever the case may be. Right. Yeah. Um, 17 years. And they're all good people. But this going through a bit of a grieving process or that's kind mm-hmm. of finished now but anyway so having said yeah. that I uh, was I was yearning to to seek out a mentor to be honest mm. because um at the place I was working I mean I, I had many coaches and mentors and I've exhausted everything that I've learned so I was kind of mm-hmm. stagnant for 17 years like for the last year because I've learned everything that I need to learn like I mean yeah there's not really much more that can I can learn and get better at other than mm. doing the same thing over and over and over and over and over again. Sure. And I didn't want to do that. So I, w- yeah. I was just looking for other people I can learn from. Mm-hmm. And I met this guy and his okay. name is Sean. And his, yeah. his name is Sean Taylor. And um, I met with this guy at a, <laughs> it was in transit. So he was okay. in Haiti uh, in transit and going to back to the Kootenays. And he stopped in uh, Vancouver, but there was a snowstorm. So he couldn't, the, oh goodness yeah and I, I work at the airport yeah and um so I saw that on his social media and I was like hey man you want to go for a coffee I'm finishing my shift whatever right yeah so I was like, yeah cool 
So met up with them and 30 minutes turned into three hours. Yeah. Now a little background of this guy, man, like, um, so he, he's a veteran and that was his first career. He spent about 13 years in the military. And, uh, you ever heard of JTF two? No. Okay. You've heard of the Navy SEALs? Yes. Canada's equivalent. Okay. Yeah. So the JTF two is Canada's equivalent. I would argue is probably better than Navy SEALs. But okay. having said that, yeah, in fair. terms of training and whatnot. So my friend of mine, uh, he he's what we call, uh, or what we, not even me. I'm not a, anywhere close yeah. to these people. But um, this is what they call as a plank holder. Okay. And a plank holder is an individual who was on the very first team created in Canada. Wow. Okay. So it's super impressive. Yeah. <laughs> so he was okay. on the very first team selected to be on the very first special forces team as a plank of like an individual, yeah. right? And obviously, you know, the experiences that are garnered through that mm-hmm. of resilience, resolve, um, physical training, mental training, all yeah. these things. And he was there for about 13, 14 years. And that's what kind of gravitated me towards him, not because of the special forces piece. Um more along the lines of like how do they think mm. not like oh that's cool i want to do something cool guns i don't yeah. really care about any of that stuff but yeah. more of the mentality totally. and i wanted to see if i related or if i aligned because mm-hmm. i felt very lonely yeah so i met with them and there were similarities and there mm-hmm. were um some similarities and some not um yeah but having said that it was a it was a blessing to meet someone like that because mm-hmm. he's now he's been like helping me for the last six, seven months. Um, just with my mental health, to be honest, like um, yeah. in lieu of like speaking to a psychologist every week, which yeah. I still do. I speak to a yeah. psychologist probably every couple, three weeks. Sure. But in lieu of that, um, I speak to him <laughs> ah. every, every Sunday FaceTime totally. hour or two. We just discuss various different things, directions, goals or whatever. Yeah. But then but what was really interesting in meeting someone like that was um, I had already decided I was going to run across Canada in 2025. Hmm. And um, mm-hmm. the goal is to run across Canada in 2025, the fastest time. My goal is to do it in record time. But if I don't okay. get it, that's all fine too. But yeah, I was thinking about that. And he knew that was kind of what I was thinking. What I didn't realize when I first met him is that he, after he retired from the military, he, um, he became an endurance coach. <laughs> what? Yeah. Wow. Well, he had multiple careers after he retired. He retired after about 13 years and then did, did various different yeah. things. But then in his retirement, so to speak, he wanted to, um, you know, live, um, be a stay-at-home dad. And his wife mm-hmm. worked. And his wife, mm-hmm. um, highly respected engineer kind of thing and does yeah. lots of fancy, cool things. And so he was like, I'll stay at home. I'll raise the kids. Mm-hmm. But he's a... He's a hard charger type of fella so yeah. he has to have some activity so he started doing mountain bike races just like riding mountain yeah, bike yeah. and that graduated into what and i didn't even know this was a thing but he did 24-hour solo mountain bike races oh my gosh so apparently that's a thing and uh he, he he's done like uh he's done like uh, 30 of those and a couple 48 hour solos and wow a ton other 12 hours and a bunch of different crazy things crazy but what what's in, important about that is that 
the reason why I wanted to learn about how he thinks is because he has a significant growth mindset. Mm-hmm. Everything is growth with him. Yeah. So it's irrelevant. Every, as long as you're improving everything that you do 1% every single day. Hmm. Yep. But actually doing it. None of this bullshit yeah. that people are going to read a book and not do things. Right. So actively 1% improvement on everything you do. Mm. So that's what I've been doing from yep. his guidance. Yeah. And when I say that, I'm talking about every single, so to give you an example, why I'm, what I mean by that. So when I go on runs, I have my phone on me, right? Sure. From time to time, there's nice things outside. I'll take a picture. Yeah. But I'm not arbitrarily doing it. I'm improving my photography every moment that every time I do it. So I'm consciously thinking about improving that skill set every single time Mm. I go. Or or say, for example, I'm making my eggs. I want to improve how I make my eggs every single time Mm. I make. I'm not just arbitrarily throwing the eggs on just doing. No, I want to make them better every single time. Yeah. This conversation I'm having with you, I want to figure out how to get better every single time I have conversations on the podcast. So how do I do that? I got to yeah. think about it every single time that I finish and 1% improve that. Hmm. So I'm trying to do that with every single thing I do. Now, having said that, why it's important that he's a growth mindset person. He did all those races. He's growth mindset. Yeah. So he learned everything that he could possibly learn from that stuff. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now... <laughs> That's important because I told him what I was planning and then he it's very easy for him to kind of like, Hey man, maybe think about yeah. that. Maybe think about that. Maybe think about that. Maybe think about that. Maybe go look, talk to this person and go talk. Like, so it's been seamless totally. and organic. Yeah. It's almost been like synergy with just mm-hmm. meeting people now and people are just kind of connecting because of yes. the direction we're manifesting everything in that direction. So, yeah. um, two years ago, I said to myself, I was going to run across Canada. Mm-hmm. Two years. And two years ago, I wasn't able to run 50 kilometers. Yeah. Right. It's a big goal. <laughs> right. Now, I didn't believe it when I said it. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know what it was. It's more like but a I, wish than a goal I just, at that point. Uh, wish. I don't know. I just said it. And, and yeah. normally what I do a lot. No, no, normally. Stand by. Um, mm. What I do from time to time when it comes to physical things anyways, is that I've always had a growth mindset with physical activity. Yeah. So what I've tried to do is always grow in that regard. And I haven't mm-hmm. done that with all my other stuff. It, yeah. I focused on the easy thing and not the difficult. Yeah. And a lot of people from what I've seen on social media and stuff, everyone thinks the physical thing is the hard part. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least yeah. some people who are already good at the physical thing think that's hard. Yeah. But you're doing the thing you're already good at. So how about we focus mm-hmm. on the things you shit at and get better at those yeah. things? So let's say if you're True. my coffee table is covered with books. Yeah. So I, I, I keep reading every single day, a different page every single day. And then I'll reflect on that page, mm. highlight something or whatever. And if I see something that might make sense to me, I'll post it and talk about it or whatever. But the point in that is 1% better every single day. So if I'm reading these books every single day, I'm understanding how to... Um, how to write better. I'm yeah. understanding how to put a book together. Like these are all things I'm yeah. thinking about, right? Totally. Um, not arbitrarily, because if you cognitively think about those things, then you'll they're gonna happen yeah. because you've thought about them. So mm-hmm. if I thought two years ago to run across Canada, back then I didn't have the wherewithal now. But now that I have that understanding, I can apply that to everything I do now. 
So yeah. back then I said, okay, let's try to run across Canada and then start breaking it down how to do that. Right. But to this day, as you see me right now, I believe it. Hmm. I believe I mean, that in 2025, we're going to raise a million dollars, run yeah. across Canada and mm. create a movement that it's going to galvanize the entire country around mm. mental health. And um, that's what we're going to do. That's so amazing. the roadmap is already created. Mm-hmm. All I have to do is copy Terry Fox. Mm-hmm. And if he was able to galvanize an entire country, why can't we? Yeah. Because cancer and mental health are kind of like mental health right now mm-hmm. is what cancer was 40 years ago. Totally. Everything's trending in that direction. How many people yeah. are committing suicide every day? Forget about anybody totally. else, but you're talking about law enforcement and veterans, 22 suicides a day in the United States. Yeah. And that's just for veterans. Now, if you were to combine veterans and first responders, I would suspect that's upwards of 50 in, the, in North America, mm-hmm. maybe a hundred a day. I don't know. Yeah, I'd be, I would guess you're in the right neighborhood. Yeah. And so it's a lot and um, it's sad. And um, mm-hmm. it's, um, I can do something about it with my skill set. Yeah. So if I can, like, yeah, I mean, whatever, man. Like if I got to mm-hmm. sacrifice a little bit of my body to execute against, um, something that is extremely important well i'm going to do my best to figure out how to do that so sorry i I knew that this call was supposed to be a lot about uh, my experience in in law enforcement but i don't really care about law enforcement anymore fair i'll be honest i don't care the thing is is my vision is entirely different i'm going i'm I'm, my goal is to transcend all of it like i'm not even here to i want to just do the best that I can to create permanent positive change. Yeah. And that's it. And the way I know yeah. I can do that is by running across Canada mm-hmm. and I can, I can force multiply like any other. Yeah. So totally. that's the goal. I love Sorry, it. I take control. I, I talk too much. So you need Such to stop. I am so excited about, no, no, no. Okay. So I'm going to break it down for a second. Cause there's so many pieces in what you shared like it's jam packed with good stuff. So, I mean, the prevailing theme I think I hear in what you've shared that stands out to me anyways, is a piece of, it's like a word I use so much that I think it's probably almost lost meaning to people who listen. Um, because I talk so much about the idea of being intentional. And really when you're talking about like this 1% of improvement, it really is just about being intentional. It's about being like actively engaged with our moment to moment instead of in this like monotonous hands off, the day just plays out and suddenly I'm back to making dinner again. How did I get here? Right. Like, and we're so prone to that as people, we're so prone to just kind of like defaulting and taking a back seat in our own lives. And that's true across the board, right? Like whether we're talking about career or family or general life, we just do this like backseat half dissociated thing where we're like, and look, it's Tuesday somehow. How did we get here? It was Friday yesterday, right? And so this like living with intention piece is so key. I also really love the thing you said about growth mindset. And I think one of the things that I um, find really important in talking about growth mindset is to differentiate growth mindset from like the positivity trend. Cause they have intersection, but they're different. 
Mm-hmm. And I have a bit of a, like my own rant tirade about the positivity, like power of positive thinking. I'm going to say bullshit. Other people might feel differently about that, but that is my feeling about it is because I think it can get kind of like misused against us and it can become kind of its own toxic thing. Like there is this thing of toxic positivity where we're like, but it's fine and I'm happy and it's fine. And, and we're lying to ourselves. That's a different thing. Growth mindset owns the shit. Growth mindset says, I see you there. I see that thing that's not going so well. I see that thing that's not working for me and I'm going to do something about it instead of coloring it positive and saying that it's okay. And that's harder. Like it well, means I think, being um, Look, I think yeah. it's, it's super, super, super hard. Mm. And um, I don't know if I would, I don't know if I'd be where I'm at as fast as I got here without the yeah. help of some people. Now, maybe I would have gotten here, but it could have taken a lot longer. Yeah. But I've expedited the process by seeking out guidance and mentorship. Totally. Now, um, you know, and doing that, like, it's, it's my responsibility to do that. If I want to seek out something, it's my job to do that. It's not your job or anyone else's. And that took me some time to figure out too, right? Mm -hmm. Um, That's been a process for me. Oh, why are you helping me? Why aren't you doing this? Like I've said all these things and then I would get angry and, you know, I get triggered or whatever. Right. Right. And, um, but I, uh, if I sit back and reflect on everything, we hear it all the time. Oh, you can only control your response. You can only do, we all hear it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And we all maybe conceptually understand it, but, um, to internalize it, to actively do it is a whole another ball game because it's hard. Mm -hmm. It's, and I don't know a single person that's around me that does it. I don't. Yeah. Like not like zero, <laughs> like yeah. only piece, like, and I'm, and I'm, I would like to think that I work hard, but I wasn't doing it before I was doing it in a one area, yeah. right. In the, in the positive area that you're, mm-hmm. you're, you're suggesting, right. Yeah. So, you know, I, I, I got help. So yeah. hopefully what I can do mm-hmm. is continue on my journey and my path. Mm-hmm. and continue learning as much as I can from the amazing people that are coming into my life. Yeah. And then speaking on it as many times as I possibly can, because I'll tell you what, um, I honestly don't think I'm that much different than a lot of people. Yeah. I'm just trying to do things intentionally and I'm just mm-hmm. maximizing my thing. Mm-hmm. So this is my thing. Totally. Other people have other things. Yes. Right? Like not everyone maybe, has to run across Canada thing, to make maybe this Maybe my thing might be cooler for people to just look at. Yeah. But the reality is not everyone has that thing. Yeah. So I'm made to do this thing. Mm-hmm. No one else. I mean, like the reality is it's. And now that might sound somewhat uh, egotistical. No, I don't think so. But Nims die. You know who Nims die is? No. Nims die. Have you heard the movie 14 Peaks? On Netflix? Yeah. 14 Peaks is a uh, documentary about a man named Nims Dai who set out to traverse the highest 14 peaks on the planet. Okay. Yeah, yeah. do it in record time. Okay. So the the fastest time was seven years. He did it in seven months. Yeah. And when he was telling people he was going to do it in seven months, they're like, get the fuck out of here. What are you talking about? It can't (laughs) be done. He he wasn't getting anyone to sponsor Mm, him. Because they're like, you're crazy. Right. You can't do it. You can't do it. So he grinded it, paid for it all himself. And then slowly while he was on the mountain, people started recognizing and then, mm, you know, things started happening yeah. out of that. But um, 
you know, that's what happens when you say, hey, like, if I were to say, hey, I'm running across Canada, people are going to be like, well, you're fucking not. Yeah. Close friends are telling me you're crazy, totally. like a year ago, right? Yeah. So I, how did I get to that point, I guess? Uh, it's a, a matter of understanding what you're capable of, too. Mm-hmm. And how do you know how you're capable of something? I don't know. The way I figured it out was by testing myself. Yeah. So how I tested myself was through physical tests. Mm-hmm. right and now that could be different for someone else if their thing is something different like if yeah. you're meant if you're extremely smart you smart maybe your tests are you know creating something through physics or whatever yeah. like i'm not smart enough to know those yeah, things yeah. but sure if that's your skill set you focus there right but my mm-hmm. thing is this so and you were mentioning before how people are just unintentionally going through their lives it's because or no not because um I think maybe it's because um, they haven't found their authentic selves and what their purpose is. Mm. Now that sounds fucking woo woo. And I I can't believe I just said (laughs) because uh, I never talk like that. Yeah. fair. But I'm, I'm growing and I'm evolving and I'm keeping open mind to many things. And I think that might be it because if I were to reflect back on myself, yeah, I'm speaking on myself. Like I didn't, I wasn't intentional with a lot of my stuff. So now, as soon as I became intentional about things, things started yeah, doing that. Totally. So proof is in the pudding. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to run fuck all two years ago. Sorry yeah. if I swearing too much. No, me. you're good. Two years, like I, when I first started on this journey, I like <laughs> 50K, like, are you kidding? Right. Mm-hmm. Saturday, I ran 82. Yeah. Right. Totally. So, um, and then in June, next June, I'm going to Edmonton to do 50 K race in the mountains. Cool. So, so it's like, I, if you are intentional and if you have a skill set that you can maximize, focus Mm -hmm. all of you. So that's what I'm doing. You're saying people aren't intentional now. It's because they're not living their authentic selves. I found who I am now. So I'm going to put all my energy into it and drive that way. Mm -hmm. Why is it hard? Why don't people do that? It's scary shit. You know what's going to happen? I'm going to have to leave my job. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So who's willing to do that? Mm -hmm. I am. Because I don't want to live the next 20 years not happy. Yeah. Right? So if I'm going to do something, then I might as well do something that's going to make me happy Mm -hmm. and help other people at the same time because that's what I want to do. And use my skill sets and maximize them so I can do both at the same time. So if yeah. I'm able to run and train and do cool things, well, why can't I do that for other people and combine the two? Mm-hmm. It just made sense to me at the beginning to do that. And then I just yeah. poured, I'm pouring everything into it. So who knows if I go back to work? I don't know. We'll see. Yeah. We'll see what happens. Fair. Like, I mean, I love the place, um, but uh, you know, we'll see in the next couple months, three months where, where things unfold and things have been moving in a direction that were so unexpected for me. Yeah. Like absolutely unexpected. Like, I, mean, sh- I never thought I'd be on a podcast. I've done like 30 of them now. Yeah, <laughs> like, totally. I never thought people would want to talk to me, but people want to talk to me now. Like, I'm like, yeah. it's weird. And like, if you were, if I reflect back, there was so many people that thought I was an asshole and be like, fuck this guy. I don't want to talk to this guy. <laughs> He's so mean. So this, that, that. Well, you know what? I, yeah. I, I acknowledge that I was mm-hmm. a certain way. Now that I reflect back on it, I was in trauma response for a long time. Yeah. And um, 
I went through a divorce and I was living in the basement suite for two years. Mm-hmm. So I was in constant fight or flight. Yeah, totally. So for the last three years, my head was uh, everywhere. So like mm-hmm. stresses of my daughter, stresses of a divorce, stress of no money. Cause I lost the, I mean, starting yeah. over kind of thing. Not lost. I just, the money went to a different direction. Yeah, for <laughs> so sure. Like, uh, so there's, there was a lot kind of going on and I was, yeah. you know, major, major, major darkness was happening a couple of years ago. Yeah. I still raised $21,000 under those circumstances. Mm-hmm. So not to, that's not a braggadocious statement. That's a statement saying, holy shit, how many more people can we help? Totally. Because now I don't feel like that. Yeah. I feel less, um, feel less in that trauma state. Yeah. And more relaxed. Yeah. And interactions where people are less angered mm-hmm. or less quick because I'm yeah. not in those environments as much anymore. And totally. I've been in those environments most of my life. I have childhood traumas. Like most of my life has been trauma. Yeah. So, but now, <laughs> reflecting back i didn't know that was a thing mm-hmm. but now i'm looking at it with an open mind I'm like oh wait a second i'm not stupid oh wait a second i'm not dumb i'm not lazy i'm not yeah. this i'm not that i'm oh, okay wait a second oh okay i would i understand things a little bit yeah. better okay all right so now with those understandings i can i can remove the cobwebs a bit and then and mm-hmm. create my boundaries around people that were slowing things down for me and remove yeah. those and then just align myself with people who are thinking like me and that just maximizes and amplifies the speed and rate in which, uh, or the speed and rate in the direction that we're trying to go in. Yeah. Behind the Line is sponsored by Beating the Breaking Point. Beating the Breaking Point is a seven part online training program designed specifically for first responders and frontline workers and tailored to fill the gaps in your training to support resilience and sustainability. Whether you're new to the work and wanting to cultivate tools to prevent burnout, compassion fatigue, and related concerns, or you are deep into your years on the job and have gone a few rounds with burnout and other mental health challenges, This program offers the foundational pieces you need to support personal and professional wellness for the long haul. You are a helper. You love your work and you sacrifice a lot. Investing in you and your sustainability is the best gift you can give yourself and those who lean on you. We make this program as risk-free as possible by offering a limited money back guarantee to ensure that it's a fit for you. If you enjoy Behind the Line, you are going to love this program. Google Beating the Breaking Point Lindsay and find everything you need to get started or use the link in the show notes. Now back to the episode. Do you think it's possible to achieve some of those things while still being in work like law enforcement? Probably for some people, not for me. Yeah. Okay. Uh, or maybe for me, for me, it was very difficult. I'll tell you why. Um, at work, I'm that guy. Like I'll work. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not complaining about it. I'm, I'm, in, yeah. it. I'm in it. Right. Yeah. And I'm, 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 I want to see how I can maximize everything. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, well, why are we not doing this better? Mm-hmm. How come we're not doing this better? So yeah. for me, it was almost all the time. like, fuck man, how come we can't do this? How come we can't do this? How yeah. come we can't do this? And under, like I was understanding that, you know, this is an environment, I get it. But after many right. years of it, I'm just like, you know, that's enough. 
Like I, mm-hmm. so for me, like coming up against the limit and not contribute. Yeah. And um, so I'm just trying to find the balance. What's the right yeah. alternative and, and, and what makes sense. Mm-hmm. And look, I think in probably a year, things will be in such a place that I will be okay with taking a year of absence from work. Cause I think sponsorships are starting to kind of proliferate a bit more. And, mm-hmm. and um, you know, the rest of this year is me just executing against a lot of the things we're doing. And then next year we negotiate some sponsorship contracts that are more, um, you know, more supportive in, in the goal. Yeah, right. Totally. But um, I'm happy with that. I'm, I'm mm-hmm. good with, I'll, I'll give you another story about like um, mm-hmm. what kind of solidified my mental state and direction. Yeah. Last week I was running, I've scheduled eight different events throughout the year, eight ultra marathons to help raise awareness and to raise funds for Honor House. And um, last week I went to Victoria to run a hundred kilometers. It was a hundred kilometer race. The goal was to do it under 12 hours. I epically failed. (laughs) Oh no. No, but it's, it's not even a failure. I'll I'll explain it. I'll explain what I mean. I didn't execute against the actual goal of hundred kilometers in 12 hours, which is fine. We mm-hmm. executed a bunch of other goals that were yeah. just as good. So like, um, I went there, this was my second race and doing races like this, there's a lot involved. You need to mm-hmm. have support. You need to have this, you need to have that because it's yeah. a long duration, right? Totally. So your body functions differently than a marathon, right? Yeah. It's, it's, a marathon is hard, but it's a different yeah. thing. It's, it's more of, mindset's a sprint sure. <laughs> you're moving faster yeah. yeah so um for me this is the a lot of these longer runs are trail runs and i'm not used to trail running i've just started mm-hmm. doing trail running so there's a different it's a different thing yeah um so i i went out pretty fast it was a t- it's in uh by elk um elk lake. by elk lake in, in yep. victoria it's a 10k loop in the trail yeah. and the goal was to do 10 laps yeah so, you know, did my first 10. I was like, yeah, I feel good. You know, now 25K in, I'm, I'm ripping. I'm going pretty quick. Mm-hmm. And I felt pretty good. So feeling good. I was like, okay, let's push it a bit more. And then at kilometer 40 something, I was like, whoa, what's going on here? And then by the time it got to 60 or 70, it was, edema was out of control. Like in my yeah. feet, legs, like it was just yeah. a hot mess. Yeah. And it slowed me down like crazy. So the first five hours was fine. 10 mm-hmm. hours was excruciating pain. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I couldn't, I couldn't run. Mm-hmm. It was more shuffle. Yeah. Now, but what that taught me a few things, I yeah. reflected back. It taught me I need to be more controlled and disciplined on my pacing. Mm-hmm. So just don't get yeah. managed expectation. Mm-hmm. Don't show up, control that ego, yeah. relax. Right. Yeah. And then it also taught me, um, where to focus more of my attention. So like my upper body, my legs are all fine, but my feet haven't been running. Mm-hmm. So I need to focus on feet and ankles. Mm-hmm. And so now I've yeah. connected with some people that kind of help me with that. So now yeah, I've yeah. learned that hopefully moving forward, that won't be mm-hmm. as much of an issue. Yeah. Another thing I learned was that there are amazing people that support me through the process of running. One of the yeah. person, people that were helping was Erin and she's the, she's a first responder as well. And yeah. she, she, she lives on the Island and met her a month ago. Mm-hmm. she helped me like no other just based mm-hmm. on what we're doing like yeah. I was um I was in a lot of pain and luckily for me she's also well versed in first aid and everything okay and so she was working on my legs working on my feet like all kinds of stuff and I just mm-hmm. met her a month ago yeah. right 
and she cool. was going all out, giving me everything. Mm. And another uh, a friend of mine, Teddy, who's doing a lot of the um, uh, social media for me and filming and mm-hmm. reels and things like that. Um, she was in there too. And I met her, mm. like, a, I've known her for years, but she's a young, she's like almost, she's like 25, right? Yeah. So I knew her when she was like 14, 15 years old. Yeah, okay. And so she wasn't a friend, but now I've known her as a friend for the last month. Mm-hmm. And she's going above and beyond. I'm like, wow, this is so amazing. These people are doing so much yeah. for me. Why are they doing that? And I started thinking, well, it's because of everything that we're doing. And they're aligned yeah. and they believe in what we're doing. And I believe in what they're doing. And it's all kind mm. of like this. Yeah. So I'm running, um, let's say, from hour 15 to fifth, uh, hour 5 to 15. So 10 hours okay. was pain um, after the 12 hour mark everyone had already left because the race was only good for 12 hours. So the race people, organizers, okay. everything was gone. Yeah. Right? And they were asking me at about hour 11 and a half, Hey, you got to do one more lap. And I was about in the, around 65, 70 kilometers there. Okay. And they were like, uh, Hey, you're going to do another lap. Oh, we're just closing up just one more for you. I go, no, I'm finishing. So you guys mm-hmm. can go. I came here to do a hundred. So mm-hmm. um, I'm doing a hundred and they're like, oh, okay, cool. So they, they all left. And then I came back around for set at the the rest station at 70 mm-hmm. so that Aaron can work on my legs. Yeah. And she was essentially saying, yeah, we're, you're not like, I started going into shock a little bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, the inflammation of my feet, the swelling, all that kind of stuff was pretty yeah. bad. So I, you know, we had a conversation and I was like, look, I'll, uh, I'll do one more lap. And then uh, when I come back, I'll let you make that decision. Cause if it's up mm-hmm. to me, I'm going to keep going. Mm-hmm. So you make that, you make the yeah. call. So on the final lap, it was like, and it was, the lap is 10K. So I can mm. probably do 10K if I'm running quick, like 40 some odd, 45, yeah. 44, sure. something like that. But with these, you're obviously, you're pacing. Yeah. I would have paced it at about an hour. Yeah. But my legs were so messed at this point, it almost taking me two hours to do mm-hmm. that last 10K, like an hour yeah. and 45 minutes. Yeah. So, um, but I was smiling the entire time. Yeah. And I was thinking, oh, yeah, I'd rather do this than go to work. <laughs> I mean, that's fascinating. <laughs> no, but that's the, connect- the connection. Yeah, totally. totally. I'm going through that experience. Yeah. Trauma. Okay. Mm-hmm. Edema in my legs. My feet are mm-hmm. like swelling so much. The blood circulation is getting all messed up. Yeah. And I was like, ah, you know what? I'd rather do this than go to work. This is like, I'm, mm-hmm. and not, that's not for everybody, but and it's not like I'm enjoying the pain. Yeah. I um understand what the pain is giving me. Yeah. So the pain is allowing me to build my mental capacity. Yeah. It's allowing me to build more resiliency. Mm-hmm. It's allowing me to build more coping mechanisms so when things go wrong, I can deal with them better. Yeah. So yeah, I'm gonna do that. And I mean, oh wait a second, we just raised six hundred dollars for me feeling like garbage. Right? And that. Oh, wait a second. Yeah, I'm gonna do that. Yeah. And if I make less money and I can just pay my bills, then cool. Mm-hmm. I don't yeah. need to make three times what I'm making. Mm-hmm. Like I can just make cover my bills yeah. and I'm good. Yeah. And then through that passion and I can, I'll, I'll go out on a limb here. Not very many people that I've met have the same level of passion with what I'm doing right now that I mm. feel with what I'm doing. Yeah. So that's infectious for people. And I know that totally. and I recognize it. So I need to get in front of as many people as possible so they can hear what's going on. Mm-hmm. This is going to be amazing for everybody. We're going to, we're, yeah. and it's not just me doing it. 
there's a team of people that were coming together across this country that are, are really doing it. You're yeah. part of it and a whole bunch of other people yeah. are doing things. And um, I look at it like kind of like, do you watch like Marvel superhero movies or anything? Yes. So I look at it like the Avengers, various yeah. different superheroes and doing our own superhero thing. They all have and their own skills. When we need to come together to galvanize, we come together as the Avengers assemble and we just do yes. something cool, right? Yeah. And um, that's kind of how I look at the 2025 run across Canada. Like it's cool. the Avengers assembling and, and we're all doing this as a collective um, yeah. to raise awareness for everybody. It's not me, right? Mm -hmm. I can, yeah, I can do the, I can, I'll execute against the run. But me to me, running is like, one sliver of the entire thing like there's yes. a billion things that need to happen for that to work I, we need to have everyone on board understand what's happening totally. um i'm gonna need a ton of people helping me out throughout the entire country mm -hmm. i like guess it's, it's gonna be a yeah. thing it's, it's gonna, gonna go down in history and i'm it. making sure that i put everything i have mm -hmm. into making this as big as possible for everybody yeah. now how can i do that well, one element is physically running, doing that. Mm -hmm. One is engaging with people on podcasts and social media. Yeah. Okay, we'll do that. One is to engage with companies that are in alignment with the goal, because mm -hmm. then they're going to be want a part of it and they're going to yeah. want to join the journey. And that's awesome too. So and um, so all of these things, but another sliver or another different sort of lens that is going to be attached is that I'm Indo-Canadian. Mm -hmm. I'll be the first person of color to ever do this. Yeah. Okay. And I'll totally. be the first law enforcement officer to ever do this. Mm -hmm. Now that's just a little bit of a lens, but another thing we can look at and that I look at it very seriously, I'm part of the Sikh community, right? Mm -hmm. and, the, and the Sikh community is very philanthropic mm -hmm. and they're the, the faith. And I'm not a religious person, but I do align myself with some of the philosophies in the faith because yeah. it has, shaped my worldview in service and, mm. and, and what service means yeah. and how it is related to our my people you know yes. the culture right totally and and um so a call to action will be happening yeah. for that too right yeah i'm sure there are over a hundred or hundreds of sikh temples across this country mm -hmm. and every sikh temple gives free food to anybody yeah. who enters. so every yeah. city that i'm going to running through i will call to action every temple to provide free food to every sort of mm -hmm. community that they're around any homeless yeah. and that'll yeah. happen that'll yeah. happen for sure i yeah. also want to you know th there are a lot of goals with this right it's not just mm -hmm. running across canada raising awareness i want to i want to be able to do as much as possible if i'm going to be doing it and yeah. another thing would be i've always been thinking about and i don't know how it would look but it's in my mind so maybe we'll do it do outreach in the indigenous communities while we're running yeah. so maybe you know can't do all of them but maybe some mm -hmm. that might need a little bit more attention than others maybe we can drop in yeah. and say hi and and um speak on my story and and that can help some people too right whatever yeah. right i mean anything that that'll help or anything that i have very whatever little stuff i can share um mm. if it helps anybody then fuck yeah man let's go yeah totally <laughs> I love That's it. I mean, my life now, I, I look at myself as just in service to the collective with the yes, skill sets that I have. That's, that's the piece. Well, and that's the piece, right? It's like, not everyone is going to be able to run across Canada. God knows I have run a 10 K and it almost killed me. So I am like, I think that you're incredible. Um, 
but for sure my giftings are going to be different than that, but that doesn't mean that they're not without value. And so I love this question of like, who, who are we, who am I, what do I bring to the table and how do I maximize its value? Kind of, I love this, this framework of like for the collective, right. For our community to support meaningful change in ways that we have the ability to have some amount of power over. I also love, I have to say this, I love that you have um, this piece around athletic. I think people who are athletes have some really interesting things figured out or framed differently for them than the average person has. So when you are in a high level elite athletics of any kind, there is different training about what it means to train. There is different like requirements around self-reflection that we are not trained to do in everyday life that like you watch video back, you like you sit with coaches who have watched what you have done. They, they give feedback about how to improve. Like there's, there's a map for where we are. I never thought of that. And we don't have that in real life, right? Like we don't, we're not encouraged to create that same framework in real life. We're also connected to coaches and mentors naturally through the, through athletics, through sport that guide our path and guide our journey, sometimes for good, bad, or otherwise, but we get to, to associate with people who have kind of like been there, done that, got the t-shirt and want to help elevate us kind of above and beyond where they achieved. And we don't have that in normal life. Like we have to make that if we want to have that in normal life. So I think there's pieces that you've kind of like taken from athletics and like adapted into life, which is cool. Like that's yeah, a really, I mean, I never thought I of it that way. Um, and now that I reflect back a little bit, like even with like some of my colleagues or friends, that's always been, I've always had that. Like, um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, maybe, maybe, yeah. I mean, it's, it's good that to recognize, I mean, I never, I never recognize it. So thank you for recognizing. I appreciate yeah, that. Fair. Yeah. I mean, I think the like translation for those who are listening, who aren't going to run across Canada, um, is kind of this piece of like, there's, there's kind of this inspirational thread in your story that I think a lot of people can kind of like connect with, even if your path won't be their path, right. That like, if we feel passionate enough about a a subject matter like mental health and wellness and wanting to make a difference to that, we can seek out ways that we can connect with something that means something to us. And we can find ways to use our own giftings in in a direction that helps make a difference, right? And we don't have to settle kind of lackadaisically into the monotony of daily life with no conscious awareness of what is going on for us or around us we can choose to be intentional and actively engaged in our lives in a way that feels like I I am going to move from where I am to this goal place I have. Um, And I can break it down and I can figure out what the next steps are. And I can look at who I need to support that journey. Like that roadmap, that framework that you are following for this very big goal that you have, I think is regardless of subject matter, the framework, right? for just how we do anything successfully in life that matters to us. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, so I'm, ex- I'm kind of um, expanding with it too now because I'm, I'm sitting into it now. I'm kind of like mm-hmm. realizing who I am now. Yeah. And I'm settling in, in that space. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah. Cause I'm a new person. The last oh, three yeah. years I've, I've evolved. I'm, I'm entirely different than I used to be. 
Yeah. And that's another thing I recognize. I've always done that through my entire life. Mm-hmm. So if I were to go back to high school and see some of my high school friends, they would be relatively the same. Yeah. They wouldn't recognize me today. Yeah. I can go back five years and people won't recognize me today. Yeah. I can go back 10. So every, like, I can go back one year to some of my friends that I've known yeah. for 20. They'll be like, what? Yeah. I'm so I've always tried to, sometimes mm-hmm. I've gotten in my way and didn't know the right ways to do it. I was just trying sure. to find better ways, but I was, look, I wasn't great at it. Mm-hmm. I got guidance now that kind of helped me through yeah. the, through the weeds a bit. And now I kind of have my own way of thinking and my mm-hmm. own way of um, going through the, the weeds now. Totally. And I think um, now what I've kind of done as I'm planning the next three, four, five, six years mm-hmm. is not really planning them, but creating the framework. Yeah. And then when I come to the next stage, I can put the piece in. Totally. So it's easier to do it. Yeah. So like, I'm just creating that framework, keeping the people around that are helping me. And then I'm helping them in turn. And slowly we're all together elevating mm-hmm. each other yeah so it's it's not growth for me it's growth for everyone who's around me totally not and I'm not causing the growth it's synergistic mm-hmm. growth like yeah. we're synergistically coming together and yeah. looking at each other's skill sets and how we can manifest and create better things for each other mm-hmm. at least that's what it looks like to me on the last six months of me engaging with various different people that's what we're doing yeah and I for me, I don't want to be around anyone else who doesn't think that way anymore. It's like, uh, why would I do that? I, mm-hmm. And it's not trying to be rude. It's just I don't I don't want to be around people who aren't talking about things anymore. I just, yeah. I just don't care. And yeah. um, I don't have any that like I don't have any desires, like massive desires to go to the patio mm-hmm. season and go for a pint anymore. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. I just don't have it. Yeah. Like don't mind like mine. Don't get me wrong. Like on a nice sunny day after a run, if I can go to the patio and grab a bite and a pint awesome yeah but i'm enjoying the experience of that and not indulging in it totally and um and what i do now is if i'm going to do that i'm going to find a spot that has some nature around it or at least something Mm. that's going to be peaceful that i'm going to enjoy i can be more mindful in those moments yeah and then take advantage of them so what i've learned over the last few months that something i never did and sean my friend kind of put me onto this mindfulness yeah and how i can do it like for me when i first heard about it i was like, like People think it's like um, yoga, woo-woo, all that kind of stuff. Right. And really, athletes do it all the time. Totally. And, um, and just recognizing how to do it more often or mm-hmm. when to do it. Because I know when I get uh, in certain mental states, it's helpful for me to get mm-hmm. more mindful in the moment. Because you're in the moment then, right? You're not thinking about yeah. head or back or anything. And um, it's been helpful on runs and it's been helpful on just day-to-day managing my mental health mm-hmm. and I used I'll give you another example so a couple of days ago I was feeling something like mm-hmm. uh, I was feeling like an anxiousness that I hadn't felt in a long time so historically I would have done something probably that wouldn't have been that smart right right but what I did instead was go for a walk and mm-hmm. it was a nice day I went for yeah. a walk went down the uh, in White Rock area I just went down yeah. Marine and then um, it was nice, and I, I grabbed something to eat, and then I sat and grabbed the coffee and just sat there and just enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. And then by the time I got home, I was chill. Yeah. So I didn't indulge that feeling, mm-hmm. whereas historically I probably would have. 
Yeah. And what I did was I used a different coping mechanism mm-hmm. to nullify that yeah. feeling. Totally. So then that solved the problem. And now what I know is that connection between that coping mechanism has been mm-hmm. done in yeah. my brain. So now I won't think of that other negative thing. Maybe I'll gravitate to the walk more now. Totally. So I'm, but I'm, I'm intentional about it. I'm thinking about it. And the reality, I don't know if this is true, but my experience is from talking to people in general, um, they don't think like this. Yeah. So maybe a little bit insight from my side. Um, this is how I do things. Mm-hmm. And this is how I've been trying to improve. Yeah. Been using some of the physical stuff and then some of the guidance from Sean. And then and then I'm applying it in areas that I'm not good at. Yeah, <laughs> fair. Get better at those things. And I'm not good at a lot of things. Like a lot of things mm-hmm. I suck at. And I'm trying to get better at those <laughs> I things. I mean, I think we all have a lot of things that we suck at. I mean, I think it's this piece about like... um. I often say that the hardest part is awareness and that's true in my clinical work. Like the hardest part is helping people grow awareness of how their brains work, why they're where they are. Um, it's the hardest part because we, we almost prefer, it's kind of like ignorance is bliss, right? Like we almost prefer the not knowing because as uncomfortable as it is, as stuck as it leaves us, I don't have to do anything. Cause and I'm just hard. like powerless and helpless. Right. And so growing awareness is like uncomfortable and it forces us to look at the shit and see it as shit instead of pretending it's something other than shit. Um, and it, it forces us to kind of like strip away layers that we have put on to guard ourselves and all of that. Like it's painful and uncomfortable and yucky, but it's also where we suddenly have more power to make meaningful change because we know what needs to look different. We see it for what it is instead of what we're pretending like it is. Right. And so really that's kind of what you've named so much here today is just like growing intentionality starts with, with an awareness of where I need to direct my intentions. Right. It's really hard to be intentional without that awareness. Cause it just means that we're like throwing energy out into the ether and hoping it sticks somewhere to make some kind of a difference. And so when we can like focus in on what really needs attention, what really does matter, what, what we do need to kind of draw awareness to, we have so much more power in making it different. Mm-hmm. And I love that no, that's so much of what you're doing. It's a really cool piece. Thank you so much. And I appreciate, um, appreciate you reaching out and appreciate you asking about the story. And I don't know, this is, um, this is, this is me now, right? So this is my yeah. life. Um, I'm just thinking every day and every night is this right so um i can work 80 hours a week now Mm -hmm. because it's it's fun it's fun but um that's the thing right it's it's me doing things i love doing now like i can Mm. break it down and i analytically think about it and hey i ran this and i did it in this time it's just fun Mm. it's fun for me i enjoy it right like it's um thinking about the, let's say the 80 K like I ran 80 K. Okay. Let's say break that down. What could be done? What could like all these mm-hmm. things is enjoyment yeah. for me. Right. So that's where I, I get my fun. And then I fill my cup, my soul by the, the, by the, um, the charity and by the donation yeah. and by raising the awareness. So I'm entertaining myself by the physical activity, but I'm filling my yeah. cup by doing the, um, the social awareness piece, which is important because I have my own issues and I, I totally, can relate and understand with some people how they feel yeah and um 
look, I'm I'm not exempt to those thoughts and feelings mm-hmm. and and I'm I'm with anybody who's been there. Yeah. And if people have felt that, then they understand. Yeah. And um if anybody wants to touch base with me, man, I'm I'm I got your six. Like I'm always there. Yeah. I, I, I'm that's my job now. Yeah. My nice. job is to uh raise awareness and if someone needs help, give me a shout. And if yeah. I'm able to help you out, I'll help you out. That's what um, I that's what I want to do and that's what I want to mm-hmm. be. I want to be a beacon for people and I'm not there yet. Probably mm-hmm. take me a few more years to to really become that beacon. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just gonna work my best to you know work on myself. And hopefully one day I can I can be that person that people want to reach out to for assistance in whatever which way I can provide it. Yeah. Well, and we will um, kind of connect your Instagram account to our show notes so that people can find you and check out what you're doing and reach out if they want to. Um, I also, you have a website that I'll post a link to as well in the show notes that kind of covers and tracks your journey with your runs coming up. And just so everyone knows um, the website, everything is going to be rebranded and new website, everything in the next four to six weeks. So um, I've, Barely Studios is a local company here that's um, yeah. taking on the task. They cool. donated it. Wow! So, I mean, I don't amazing. have a lot of money. I'm, I'm, yeah. I'm, 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 I'm just the guy who's trying to trying to do something positive with the the funds that I have, the limited yeah. funds I have. So I am engaging with a lot of people to help out, right? And yeah. um, Barely Studios offered. They're paying for it all. They're not like that's this amazing. is whatever. We got you. Yeah. And I was like, man, so that, you know, sometimes that stuff brings me to tears too, right? Like, it's like, yeah. uh, you know, it's awesome. And um, it's awesome. And it's nice to see that people care. So, yeah, that's cool. All right. Well, we will try to link to whatever we can link to in an effort to support some of the journey that you're on because it is fantastic to watch. And I'm so excited to see what 2025 looks like. I'm, I'm curious to see how that all plays out for you. There's and gonna be, there's going to be, look, there's, in the next few months, there'll probably be a YouTube channel. There'll probably be all kinds of stuff that are, yeah. that's happening. That's going to help me make a decision quicker as to which direction my life is going to go. And mm-hmm. um, really it's going to be fun and enjoyable. enjoyable. Uh, the, the idea for the YouTube channel is to continue chronicling and documenting what I'm doing, mm-hmm. but also showing all the people who are helping me do those things. Yeah, and also showing really yeah a lot of that people who are helping mm-hmm. me and why they're helping and who we're helping and so, so just that yeah. Yeah. i love it i can hardly awesome. wait to thank see so it all much. unfold it's been fun awesome. i want to say one more big thank you to my guest for today it is so wonderful to get to have this opportunity to talk to some incredible and amazing people who have been out there doing the work seeing this stuff and figuring out how to hold it differently. I'm so grateful for the willingness of these incredible people to jump on with me, share their stories, and share with you the various ways that they're learning and finding to move through this kind of work with some amount of sanity intact. I think we can all take something really special from that. As we wrap up today, I want to encourage you to please reach out and connect if you have any questions or feedback. You know I love hearing from you and shaping this podcast to echo your needs and interests. I also love hearing about what you're working on and how you're using what we talk about on the show. You can follow me on Facebook and Instagram at Lindsay A. Foss, or you can email me at support at thrive-life.ca. 
If you have any feedback for my amazing guest today, please let me know and I'm happy to pass it along. I continue to be so amazed and inspired by this community that we are building and creating together. I'm so grateful for your support and that many of you are so incredibly keen to share about Behind the Line to others on the front lines. Thank you so much for sharing with those you know. I want to let you know that we do have ways to support sharing. So if you reach out to me, I can send you posters and cards and all kinds of other ways that you can share with your workplace and your colleagues about Behind the Line and our other resources. Also know that you can share any of our social media posts or forward any of our emails that we send you with reminders about the show. We just want more people to be supported. Know that we can be found online on our website, on most major podcast platforms, as well as on YouTube. Many of our summer series uh, episodes will be videotaped and we will include those recordings on YouTube. So check those out if you want to join us in real life. Click subscribe to get alerts about our latest episodes or subscribe to our email list to hear from me about all the exciting things we have going on and coming up. You'll find all the details you need in the show notes and you can access our email list by clicking to get our free beating the breaking point indicators checklist and triage guide, which helps you facilitate self-assessing burnout and related concerns. We make all of our different resources available to you guys because the work you do really, really matters to our communities, but way more than that, you matter. Your life matters and the people who matter to you matter. And we want to make sure that you have what you need to keep up the good work at work, but as well in your very real and amazing life outside of the work. So use it and share it. And until next time, stay safe.